Welcome to episode 16 of the Chris Moss Podcast. I don't have a title for this as of right now, but uh, I am kind of picking up where I left off from the last episode. If you haven't listened to it, the last episode, some people sent in stories, some people sent in questions for me to answer and or give advice to. Um, And I wanted to focus on one question that was really good that I want to come back to because I was just going off the top of my head. And, you know, the person asked me, um, what would you say is the secrets to making long term relationships and marriages successful? And how do you keep things fresh and fun when you're together for years and years? And which is a really good question. Um, And so I said a few things. I don't completely I remember some of the things I said, but I wanted to just make like actually write out a list of what I think would be the secret to, cause I'm not married, you know, I'm not in a, you know, long-term relationship right now, but, um, I just, this is just from my experiences, what I learned over the years and <laughs> mostly the hard way, but, um, just, you know, and what advice that has been given, the advice that has been given to me and things I have learned from my own experiences. So I want to start with Communication. I remember communication is the one I said last episode, but communication is the foundation. Without it, you have nothing. Um, you can't expect what you don't communicate because nobody is mind readers. You cannot expect it's not fair to your significant other, your husband or wife to assume they know what's wrong with you or assume to know what's wrong in general. You have to communicate if there's something on your mind, on your mind, um, no matter how bad you think it is or how good it is, I guess. Um, but yeah, no matter how bad you think it is or what their reaction is going to be, um, communicate it. You know, if you got to write it down and word it a certain way, then do what you got to do. But you have to communicate. Uh, number two, I would say is patience because no relationship is easy and every relationship is dramatically different. That's another thing I learned. Not each person you date is different. So you're going to have a completely different experience. If your ex cheated on you or your ex, you know, uh, was abusive. Now you're dealing with with a completely different person, you know, so it wouldn't be fair to treat um, the next person. Basically, ah, I know what I'm trying to say. Hold on. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not fair to that person for you to like take out what your ex did to you on them. Like, you know, like punishing them for what your ex did to you. There you go. I got it. Finally got it. But, uh, yeah, patience though. Um, cause you gotta, you gotta realize that each person you dealing with is a different experience. And so my recommendation, you know, if you had a fucked up ex is that look at what you learned, you know, cause it's like, okay, if your ex cheated, now you know what the red flags are. Cause now, with a new person, if they start to go down that road, you'll catch it a lot, a lot quicker because of your past experience, past experience with your ex. So you just got to look at your exes as experiences. And what did you learn? Like what new skills have you picked up? You know, maybe before your ex, you was a little, a little oblivious and couldn't spot bullshit a mile away. But now they did what they did and you went through what you went through. Now you can spot bullshit a mile away. So, you know, glass half full type of thing. The third one is connection. Um, it's not just about love. 
contrary to popular belief. Um, it's better to focus on how you connect more than I get. I hope I'm wearing this right more than um, how in love you are, because connection is what pulls the relationship along the way. Connection and communication is the foundation that you build your house on, so to speak, your house of relationship. I guess that's right. Whatever. Yeah. Connection and communication. If you don't have those two, you might as well just find somebody else. Um, so, yeah, instead of focusing on how, you know, on love, just focus on how you can connect with your significant other more. Um, and your connection is strengthened with moments you create with each other, like the things you do together, going to concerts, going to the beach, going on hikes, you know, trying out new food, going on vacation together. Um, going through challenges together. And once again, communication also helps connection. Communication creates connection. So see how they just intertwine like that? Um, corny metaphor. Connection is like the horse. And then love is like the cart. If you take away the horse, which is con which is the connection, you I mean, you have love left, which is the cart. And you could pull the cart along, but without the horse, a.k.a. connection, it's going to be difficult to pull that love along, a.k.a. cart. So love is the cart. Horse is the connection. You take away the connection, which is the horse, and you're left with a cart. I mean, that's cool. You could pull the cart along by yourself. I mean, y'all could, but it would be hard and unnecessarily, unnecessarily hard to pull along. So I hope that metaphor hit the uh, hit the mark. Um, number four, less gifts, more bonding. Um, like I said, trying new restaurants, going to concerts, taking classes together, um, going through challenges. Uh, that's what, that is what builds your, strengthens your relationship. Um, gifts are good sparingly. And this is something that I've dealt with. It's, it's a okay, never mind. I'm not even gonna, it's a complicated pass with me. But um yeah, no. That's that's something that somebody has uh shared with me. Um you know, me going to school, going to work. I've met and working customer service retail. You know, I meet all types of couples. I meet people from all different walks of life. So I get like different advice from here and there. I learn some new things in psychology classes too. So um but yeah, less gifts, more bonding. Gifts are good, but sparingly don't just you know it's like a compliment the more you give a compliment the less meaning it has you know it's the less useful it yeah yeah you got it um number five i believe i'm i'm on number five but you see how everything's connected you know less less gives more bonding which goes back to connection and connections can uh connected to communication Ooh, this is good anyway um number five it's okay not to be best friends and Honestly, it helps. It greatly helps if you guys are best friends. But if you're not, there's no pressure. You don't have to be. There's no society standard that says, hey, you got to be best friends with your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, no, if you guys aren't best friends, that's, you know, that's completely fine. Like I said, it helps if you are. But, you know, if you're just it's good to be just friends, too. As long as you guys have a connection and you're friends at the end of the day, you don't have to be best friends. But as long as you guys are friends and can talk about anything with each other, you're good to go. Um, because a part of that connection um, is space. And what I mean by that is 
okay, you guys aren't best friends. Let's say you aren't best friends. Like, you're friends, but you're not best friends. I mean, that's fine, too, because every girl has her girl best friends that she, you know, will run and talk to. And that's fine. You know, guys have the guy best friend that they run and talk to. And, um, yeah, it's actually good to have your own set of friends that you can kind of take a break from your significant other from with the friends. You can take a break from your significant other with. That's what I meant. Um, Because there's a connection in space. Giving each other that necessary space sometimes. Because if you're up under each other 24-7, 365, like, you know, for some people that may work. But um, at some point, you I would recommend a break, you know. Um, and if you're living together, it's the same thing. Just go, you know, she hang out with her girlfriends and then he hangs out with his guy friends, guys night out or whatever, guy trip or girls trip. But that brings me to number... Am I keeping how much? I believe I'm on number six, which brings me to number six. Don't be possessive. So it's okay not to be best friends, right? It helps if you do, but it's okay if you're not. Um, Don't be possessive. Don't. Here's the thing. Naturally, your girlfriend or your wife is going to have guy friends. Your boyfriend or your husband is going to have girls who are just friends. Yes, in this world, I know it's crazy. What? People can just be friends without any emotions like that? Yes. Um, now, if you don't feel comfortable with your boyfriend or husband hanging out with a certain woman, then communicate that. Um, if you don't feel comfortable with your wife or girlfriend hanging out with a certain dude, communicate that. You guys come together. You talk about it. Talk about why you feel in the way you feel. And then, you know, you guys fix that. And then at the end of the day, if you respect the relationship, you guys will find a compromise or you just won't hang out with that person alone. Like in a group setting, it's cool. But, you know, alone, it's like, nah, I don't feel comfortable with you kicking it with her alone or I don't feel comfortable with you kicking it with him alone. And honestly, if they respect the relationship, they, they won't get upset or just be like, you know, why? But that's I had to learn that because, you know, I had to deal with that in a past relationship. And then, you know, I was young and stupid. So. I tried to argue and be like, what? No, like, even though my intentions were pure, it's just the principle of the matter. But I didn't get that at the time. But now I do. In hindsight, I got that. Um, but yeah, even though your intentions are pure, even though you wouldn't cheat on him or her, it's just the principle of the matter. So that's why it's good to sit down and communicate it, no matter how uncomfortable the situation is. You guys got to because if you don't communicate, then What's the point of the relationship? Um, which brings me to trust. Um, I'm going to stop counting because I lost count. Which brings me to trust. Um, you got to have trust. I mean, that's, that's that's the gist of it. Like, if you don't trust your partner, then you're going to be up in their phone trying to see what they're doing. You're going to be questioning where they are 24-7. I mean, it's cool to ask your spouse where they've been and ask them about their day. But there's a... <sighs> There's between asking because you care and then asking because you're paranoid. You know what I mean? So, yeah, if you're in a relationship where you're just constantly checking in to see if they're cheating, it's just time to break that off. Break the relationship off. Apparently, you got some things you need to work on. Or before you even get to that, sit down and talk about it. Like, hey, babe, you know, I'm noticing that you, you know, you having a little paranoia issues or however you want to word it, you know, it's like. 
like why do you why why do you feel the way you feel and then because those emotions are uh, are coming from somewhere so sit down talk about it and then get to the root of the problem and then you guys fix it that's at the end of the day all these things on the list it comes down to communication and connection at the because if your guys are going through a disagreement or argument or whatever it's going to come down to can you communicate with each other and do you have a connection well enough to communicate with each other um which brings me to the next one don't tell your friends family and social media your business um anytime you have a disagreement anytime you guys arguing whatever don't tell friends family social media because once you guys sit down and hash it out and fix it your friends your family and social media will not forget and they do not forgive so you may forgive the person or you guys might come together and fix it but at the end of the day your friends family and social media will bring it back up and what the last thing you need is their two cents because your family is now going to be looking at your significant others with the side eye. And now your significant other is going to feel like shit and insecure, which then is going to put a drain on your relationship, which then in the long run is probably going to make you guys have you guys end up breaking up, which is what you don't want. So, yeah, keep your business in house. Do not don't if you feel like you got to talk to somebody, go to a therapist. That's what they're there for. Um they even have online therapists where you can text and stuff or FaceTime. It's crazy. But anyway, last one. Don't. And this is more for the new generation. In the generation of side dudes and side chicks, don't have options lined up. This in this. I feel like in this era, there is so much fear of being broken hearted that people will literally have a guy or girl. Even as a friend, they'll have, which is probably, which goes back to, it's okay, don't be possessive, which goes back to not being possessive. Um, yeah, guys or girls sometimes will have guy friends or girl girls that are friends lined up, you know, in case this person I'm dating or the person I'm talking to, in case it doesn't work out, at least I have this person back here. Um, that's, that's cowardly, and I don't agree with that, and... Um, I think that's what's wrong with this era. It's just the energy and time you spend in trying to have a backup option lined up is the time and energy you could spend in communicating with your significant other and connecting with your significant other. That's the time you can spend on repairing your relationship. If there are issues, if there isn't any issues, why do you even have an option lined up? That's cowardly. That means you have one foot in, one foot out. And if that's the case then that means you're not 1000 percent invested in a relationship which means you you know you should break up like now you're playing games and i think that's why a lot of relationships and you hear about a lot of divorces not the main reason but i feel like it plays a factor into why marriages and relationships don't last especially in this era people one don't fight for their relationships and two they're you know they got one foot in one foot out you know it's like you either go all in or you don't, honestly. But communication, communication and connection, that's what this error is missing. Um, that's my that's my list for what I think. Um, oh, one last thing. Almost forgot. One thing I learned from psychology, it's actually okay to go to bed angry. I know you hear, oh, you know, it's not good to go to bed angry. 
Sometimes you might be too tired after a long day of work or you might be too stressed or you don't have what you want to say completely thought out to talk about a sensitive issue or work out, you know, a disagreement at the end of a long day. You just need some sleep. You know, the term sleep on it is is a real thing. It's actually good to sleep on issues. That way, you know, your mind is you come back with to the issue with a fresh mind. But um, this does not mean yelling at the person this does not mean getting the last verbal word in and then shutting them down this is not about showing each other up this is not about uh who has the basically who has the biggest balls what what it means to actually go to bed angry why it's okay to go to bed okay i'm not gonna say angry upset is prop if done properly it just means that you're letting your significant other know that hey I'm tired right now or I'm stressed right now. I don't want to I don't want to discuss this. Let's discuss this tomorrow. And basically you reassure them how much you love them or how much you care about them and the relationship. Just don't make the fight bigger than the relationship. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay to go to bed upset or angry or whatever you want to call it, but don't yell at the your significant other. Don't try to get the last verbal word in and show them up or, you know, don't shut them down. Just be like, look, I'm too tired, had a long day at work, or it's like, I can't think of what I really want to say right now. I do want to talk about this, but I'm going to bed. It's like, I'm tired. We'll talk about it tomorrow or we'll talk about it two days from now. Um, you know, just reassure, even if you don't feel like, cause that's what relationships are about. It's about working it out. So even when you don't feel like it and you probably you'll probably say it through gritted teeth. It's like, I love you, you know, or it's like, all right, look, I care about you, but I don't want to do this tonight. And once again, if your significant other respects the relationship, respects you, they'll be like, all right, you know, and it's cool. You guys, you know, get ready for bed, do whatever. And there's nothing wrong with the silent treatment. But let me tell you something, fellas. Uh. There's nothing worse than when your girl give you the silent treatment. There is no worse feeling in the world when your girl gives you that cold shoulder. But anyway, that's my list for what I think um, is the secret to uh, a long lasting marriage or long term relationship. And um, yeah, as far as just uh, having fun over the years, uh, switch it up sometimes. That's my advice to that. That's how you keep things fresh and fun when you're together for years and years. Switch it up. Um, the same energy that you had when you guys first met and you started going on dates. Keep that energy up. Uh, no surprise her with dates. Bring her flowers just because it's Monday or bring her flowers just because it's Thursday. Like just do something that she's not expecting. Um, yeah, it took me a while to learn most of this stuff. And once again, this is stuff I witnessed from other relationships and things that were told to me. So, yeah, there's my list. Um, all right, time for the 30 second ad. I'm going to take a break. But uh, there's one last thought that I wanted to cover before I end this episode. So 30, 30 second break. And then I'll be right back. Before I get into what I'm going to talk about for this second half, I wanted to clear up when I said fight for your relationship. I'm not talking to the people who are in toxic relationships where your significant other is either physically or verbally abusing you, manipulating you, using you, 
um, cheating on you. I'm not talking about that relationship. That Those relationships you leave. Um, when I say fight for your relationship, I'm talking to the people who are, you know, respecting each other and connecting with each other and actually, you know, love each other. Abuse does not equal love. But um, yeah, that's just I just wanted to clar- clarify that, you know, because some people try to defend their toxic relationships. But yeah, not talking to y'all. If you decide to stay in a toxic relationship, get out of that shit. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about on this second half was that um, I'm an instructional aide. I think I mentioned that like episodes ago, long ago, episode probably like five, six or something like that. But yeah, instructional aide, paraeducator, whatever. And so the school I'm assigned at now, um, I work with kids with autism and the school I'm, I'm assigned at, this happened last week. I was sitting in the classroom and... Uh, the principal comes on the intercom and I got to say the principal was, she was in her role. She acted like this thing was real, but you know, the principal gets on the intercom, says attention all students and staff and, you know, repeats yourself attention, all, you know, attention student staff. And so all I remember hearing is lockdown and then law enforcement. Everything else is a blur. I kid you not. Everything else. Once I heard those two words, my mind shut off everything else. I, my heart was beating a thousand miles per hour. The teacher locked the door. Um, They shut the windows and I'm just sitting here. Mind you, by the way, side note, my classroom, the classroom I was in is on the second floor. So um, my heart was beating. I didn't know, you know, what to expect, what to expect, what was going on, whatever. Um, The students were tense. You could tell the students were tense. They were, they got quiet. They got tense. Um, this was a talkative bunch, not like talkative as in unruly, but like, you know, like a typical classroom where, you know, you got a couple people talking and it's just, it's noise. Now, once the principal said what she said, the teacher, she locked the door, she closed the windows and my heart was beating a thousand miles per hour. I'm pretty sure I was in fight or flight mode, but it just made me think that the fuck is going, you know what I'm saying? Like, one minute you just observing your student, watching them, and then the next thing you know, this happens. And end of the story, it I guess it ended up being like a drill or something. She was like, "Thank you for, you know, being patient in this drill or some crap." Like I'm telling you, it was a blur. Whatever she said after uh, lockdown and law enforcement was a fucking blur, because all I could think once it was over was like, "What if this was real?" And after it was over, they got the all clear, opened up the windows, unlocked the door, whatever. The students were quiet for like another 40 minutes. I kid you not. Like, I'm pretty sure they felt as tense as I felt because we all froze. Like when the principal came on, we all froze. And so what scared me was like, one, I didn't know if it was real. And two, it's like we're on the second fucking floor. Like. There is true. All we can do is lock the door. There is nowhere for us to go. And and not to be, you know, fucked up. But it was like my first thought was like one of my first thoughts was like, I know this is not how I'm about to go out. I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, no, my life is not that dude. I was I didn't know what to think. I just but after it was over, I just this happened last week and I'm still reflecting on that shit. Because it's like as an aide, as a teacher, as a whatever your position is, even as a student, the sad reality is that shit like that could happen at any moment. You know, schools have what, 500 plus students. 
You just never know when one of the students might snap or when one of the staff members might snap, you know, because when you step out of your home, you just never know what mind state people are in. And so I just I just had to reflect, man. It's like, fuck, what if that was real? And what if, you know, something happened to me? What the fuck am I leaving behind? Like, you know, shit like that. And I thought about, I'm like, fuck, like, what do I want people to say or people to think if God forbid something like that, you know, and I'm not jinxing it, but I'm just being real. Like, this is the world that we're living in now. What the fuck do I want people to think or people to say? And, you know, I just like, I don't know. I guess at the end of the day, I still haven't really come up with an answer because it's just like, dude, I'm not a perfect guy. Like, I'm. I just, I guess I just want people to, to tell the truth because, you know, I had my good days. I had my bad. Like, you know, I, I'll say one thing I would hope that everybody agrees on is that I was a good person. Um, but that's part of why I'm doing the podcast. And I also have a YouTube page where I do movie reviews and discuss movies. Cause I feel like, you know, if anything ever happened to me, not that, but anything like I have something to leave behind, you know, and then my greatest fear in life is like, something happening to me and then I don't have kids. So it's like something happening to me and me not being able to raise kids at all. It's probably my greatest fear in life. But, um, I don't know me personally, I believe in God. So it's like, you know, I, I pray every time before I leave the house. Cause you just never know. You know what I mean? That was definitely scary as shit for me. So after that, I'm like, I'm never going to stop doing my podcast. Cause before I'm like, Oh, like, I wonder how long I'm going to keep doing this for. But then after that, I'm like, fuck it. I'm never having the last episode of the podcast. I could be 80 years old. I'm still going to be doing the podcast as long as I have a voice because I'm going to ride this thing till the wheels fall off. It's like, I enjoy it. Why not do it? It's like, you got what? Mick Jagger, I think. He's like 70, 80, 75 or something like that. And he's still getting on stage and performing like he's 20. So it's like, I'm going to be the Mick Jagger podcast. I'll be 80 years old. As long as my voice still work, I'm going to be up here on this mic talking my shit and just being honest. But, um, yeah, that's, that is definitely scary. And, you know, prep your kids for it. Like, I know it's, it's uncomfortable, but it's, it's reality at this point. Like not just schools, either festivals, amusement parks, where everyone, anytime you step out of this house, you're just kind of open to what comes next, you know, and all you can really do is prep yourself, make sure you know where the exits are, all that type of shit. But yeah, so I just, it's like, if anything happened to me, at least I have this podcast. This podcast is available to the world. My YouTube channel is available to the world. And so I'm gonna try to upload as much as I can, because it's just when you apply to work at a school and you're, you know, staff member or student is unfortunately sadly until i guess the government decides to do something or you know we're just you just never know man you just never know and so it's just it's just one of those moments where i was just like fuck like what if but i will say for those schools who have classes on second third story second yeah like the second third floor type classes like they should have emergency ladders or something where you can attach it to the window and like basically it's throw it down to the ground something like maybe something like airplanes got the inflatable ramp things you can just jump out and down on or something because it's like that's it's kind of fucked up if you're on the second or third floor there's a school shooter 
Where the hell are you going to go? All you can do is lock the door. Shit, you can't really. You jump out the window, you're dead. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I don't know. But it is scary, I will tell you that. It's one thing to hear about it in the news and to read the articles on social media. But, to, whew, even though it wasn't real, it just felt, man, let me, oh my gosh. I just, anyway, it just made me question, like, what kind of legacy I want to leave and so this is why I do what I do. You know, I want to leave something behind and hopefully that'll, that will encourage you to, I don't know, if you have a dream of writing a book, you need to start that book, start something, you know, saying? get something out there. If you have a dream of doing a podcast or doing whatever the case may be, being a musician, you need to go on ahead and you need to release something, you know what I'm saying? Do your research, do what you got to do, release it. Hell, because it's just. At least you're leaving something behind. But that's just me. Didn't mean to go uh, end on a sad note, depressing note. But I just had to share my story because I was scared shitless. My heart was, whew, boy. But yeah, send in your stories. Send in your questions if you want me to uh, give advice or my opinion or you want me to answer your questions. Also, if you want your stories and questions to be private, like anonymously, I can do that, too. If you want a shout out, I'll do that, too. Um, yeah, I like reading y'all stories. No judgment here, by the way. And um, yeah, thank you for the support. Thank you for tuning in. It means a lot. Follow me on Instagram at Chris Moss Podcast, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode.